Welcome to another episode of the Heart for the World Church Sermon Podcast. We hope to enlighten and inspire you each week with a new message from God brought to you by Pastor Dale Walker and other special guests. You can follow along with today's sermon in the Bible app or by visiting our website at hftw.church. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you find your favorite podcasts. Amen. So excited to share this word with you in your notes. Um, Finishing a series called Finishing on Top. And today we're talking about how to think your way to the top. Uh, If you're going to live in top of this world circumstance, you got to think on top. You have to think like God wants us to think. And we've been sharing in this series, it's kind of this picture of a mountaintop and a summit. And we said that that represents two things. One, the mountaintop is is your potential, what God says you can be. And what he's called you to be as a father, a mother, a husband, as a difference maker. And and that's what we're, we're climbing towards, the high call. But then the mountain also represents the incredible obstacles we have to get there. Anybody know about some mountains in your life? Things that just get in your way. And today I want to talk about one of those big mountains. I call it stinking thinking. <laughs> Anybody struggle with some thoughts that kind of try to bully you sometimes? Depressing thoughts, uh, fearful thoughts, I'm not worthy, I'm not enough thoughts, uh, thoughts of revenge or anger, things that come against you and just tell you, you're not getting to the top of the mountain, you're gonna get buried by the mountain, you know? You're gonna be under the house, you're not making it to the roof. And I, and I tell everybody, if, if, you, if you think like you're under the mountain, you're under the mountain, but if you can think to the top, you'll see God move in a great and powerful way. Look at this amazing verse, Colossians 3, one to three, Colossians 3. Since then you have been raised with Christ, Set your heart on things above. Somebody say things above. (laughs) Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hid with Christ in God. You know what he's saying? Think the way you're gonna think in heaven. Think from the perspective of heaven. Philosopher Epictetus said, what makes a person sad or glad is not the circumstances in their life, but their view of those circumstances. Isn't it true? What what made Paul victorious wasn't his circumstances. He was in prison most of his life. But he says, even in prison, I am happy. Why? It was because of how he saw. What an opportunity. I'm going to write the Bible here. I'm going to witness to the others. It is not your situation, but your perspective. Do you know the power is in the perspective? (laughs) If you got God's perspective, you got God's power. And this is why the mind is the battleground. This is why the biggest battles we face in life is to depress our mind. This is why in many ways we've gone through a pandemic. Sometimes we say, we, we made it through a pandemic, but some who got out of the pandemic, the pandemic hasn't got out of them yet. And many people mentally, I, I talk to people, they say, I'm just, I'm just discouraged all the time. 
I'm just, I'm just feeling heavy all the time. And, and they, they need their mind to be renewed, to be lifted to a heavenly place. Can you imagine if you really saw yourself in heaven right now, you'd look at your problems different. I mean, if you're there, you're before the throne, you're worshiping God, and you got, well, I got a financial problem. Oh, man, God's got it. Don't worry. He's on the throne. Look, man. <laughs> or if you're feeling like you're unworthy, whoa, look up here. Man, Jesus is telling me he already forgave all my sins. It's good, man. Because you would be thinking from a different place. You know, I've been amazed at just how a little shift of your mind can change everything. This Friday over at uh, our prayer meeting, Sephora gave me a little word. She says, Dale, remember, you're a missionary to Las Cruces. And, and I said, that's right, that's right. And all of a sudden I realized, wait a second, I haven't been thinking enough like a missionary. You know, I, I, I used to take people to mission trips all the time, and it was amazing. I'd get these kids, and as soon as they got into Mexico or wherever, they would start witnessing to everybody. They'd start, and I would say, why don't you do this at home? No, we're a missionary now. And so this week I decided, I am not a consumer when I go to the store. I'm a missionary wherever I go. End up, I got to give a Bible study to the guy who cut my hair. <laughs> I was at Taco Cabana and I saw a family and we, we got to get them dinner and had prayer meeting. I don't know if Jalil said he was gonna watch today. Bless you, brother. All of a sudden, hey, I wouldn't have thought of who can I minister to, but I was a missionary today. <laughs> can I tell you, you're not a consumer. You're not just a citizen. You're a missionary for God. <laughs> God just wants to bring some shifts in your mind to bring victory into your life. I believe with all my heart that the difference between whether the rest of your life is gonna be extremely fruitful or very mediocre has to do with how you learn to think. Here's some observations. Uh, number one, people who have marriages, businesses, whatever, that excel think differently than those who don't. I don't know if you've met those people. I just call them the one percenters. They think so differently. I, I was, there's an interview with Serena Williams. I like this, the great tennis player. And uh, she, she was asked this question, what do you think about right before the big finals tennis match? And I'm thinking if that was me, I would be thinking, oh, no. She says, oh, I'm thinking about how I'm gonna answer the interview when I get the trophy and am the champion. She's thinking, oh, I'm gonna be victorious today. I'm gonna think this way. This little shift changes so much. Proverbs 23, seven says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As, as you choose to focus, you begin to choose your destiny. It is, it is always at that point of how will I think today? Can I tell you about people who think differently? People who think differently don't just accept their thoughts, they create their thoughts. How many know there's a lot of crummy thoughts? If you just, if you just go around, there's just gonna be trash coming at you. If you're watching TV, you're not gonna just think, oh, I have the most wonderful thoughts today. 
but you, you create the thoughts. Look at this verse, Philippians 4, 8. It's a powerful verse. It's right there where Paul is talking about don't live a life of worry. How do you go from being a depressed person, a worrying person, to a, a joyful person? And he says there's two kinds of people. There's people who worry about everything and pray about nothing, and then there's people who pray about everything, and so they don't worry about anything. <laughs> but these kind of people also think differently. So this is what he says. If you wanna stay above anxiety, he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is noble. Someone read it with me. Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. See, that doesn't happen on accident. That happens because you get up and create those thoughts. It happens because you see your circumstances or your life as this beautiful canvas and you're gonna paint and you got these eight paint colors, whatever's true, whatever's admirable, whatever's lovely. Before I came today, I was just praying over you and I just began to think, God, you know what's true? Heart for the world people are amazing. You know what's admirable? Some of them were here at seven o'clock getting it ready. They cleaned up Rigsby. They're taking care of kids right now. They're, they're, they're so honorable. And God, they're lovely. Remember those smiling faces, God? I'm just painting this. I just couldn't wait to get here today. Do you know why some people are nice and some people aren't? It's the face they paint on people. They see the best intentions in others and others are constantly painting a horrible picture of humanity. And God says, you're getting to choose every day the picture of your future. And it only happens if you do it on purpose. People who, who really think differently, I call them thought warriors. They understand that this battlefield we talk about, this world, it's not a fight against people. It's a battle of your mind. And I have never in my own life gone through more mental struggles. Can I just be honest with you? I can't believe sometimes, and this, even after doing this a long time, how many times in my mind, I'll go home on a Sunday or some other time, and my mind will be filled with these thoughts. Man, what you said was so stupid today. You're too old to be doing that. What's wrong with you? Man, what are you, what are you trying to do? Who do you think you are? And, I, and it just starts to come, and it's just like, uh. Anybody feel those bullies sometimes? And it's just like, the enemy's right there. He's like knocking on your door. I got all this trash. Can I dump it in your room? <laughs> it's just always relentlessly. And it's right there that the future of your life is decided. What kind of marriage will you have? What will your business be like? What will your parenting be like? What will your potential be like? You'll choose your thoughts and then you're gonna choose your destiny you're gonna choose how you finish this life by how you picture the future. Every thought counts. And you get this choice. Look at this verse, 2 Corinthians 10.3, I love it. 
2 Corinthians 10.3 says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight, which are not the weapons of this world, on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm demolishing strongholds. And every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought. Somebody say every thought. And we make it obedient to Christ. You know what it's one translation says? We make every thought we have bow before the name of Jesus. We do not let these, these evil warriors that have sent from hell to come into our minds, to torment us, to, to cause us to bow to depression. You see, this word is very important, this word strongholds. It's, it's a modern psychology, we call it a mindset. It says the real battles of life are about your mindset. And every day you're developing a mindset. It could be a poverty mindset. It could be a pure, uh, an abundance mindset. It could be purity. Every day you choose how you look at people of the opposite sex. It could be an impure. It could be a generous mindset. It could be a stingy mindset. It could be a hope mindset. Or it could be a hopeless. How many know there's no hopeless situations, but there are a lot of hopeless people? And the enemy is constantly trying to bring a mindset. I, I brought today a little mouse trap. I was gonna get a rat trap, but couldn't find one. Anyhow, but I thought this is a picture of, of a, a mindset, how the enemy gets a place. What he does is he, he begins to bring a little cheese, a, a little breadcrumbs along our life. Just negative thoughts. Just get us to take a bite. How many know, man, I just get so upset, some of these political commercials that just are evil against the other side. And, and all they're saying, just, just take a little bite of this. Aren't they trash? Aren't they terrible? Aren't they terrible? All of a sudden, see, it was one thing, some people choose to have negative thoughts, and then one day they become a negative person. Some people choose to, to be impure in their thoughts, and one day they become a perverted person. They can't even look at someone pure. They started with a choice, and they ended with a prison. You think, well, it was just a little nibble. You just start noticing critical things about your spouse. Just keep doing that. Pick, 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 pick. I hate being married. Every thought has an outcome. And God says to us, I have given you authority. I have given you power over your thoughts. They cannot own you. They are, are thieves. And if you, I, I sometimes picture myself with a Bible, and I call it my Bible bullets. And little thoughts start sneaking into, you know, the corridor of my castle. And I jump by and say, who goes there? Depression. Oh, the Bible says, I will give you joy for ashes. 
Who goes there? Critical spirit. Look at that neighbor. He's a jerk. Oh, love one another as I have loved you. I ain't taking that garbage. It doesn't have a place in my life. Can I tell you, the devil has no power. He only has lies. For you have been delivered from his power. And if you don't invite him in, he can't touch you. I love the story, Smith Wigglesworth, this great evangelist, and before electricity, and he's sleeping one night, and here's Satan in the rocking chair by his bed. He lights his candle, looks at him. The devil's, ha, ah, I'm gonna get you. He looks at him, and he just blows out the candle, says, oh, it's only you. And he goes back to sleep. He understood, I have given you authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You don't have to be intimidated. Every day, we step up to the plate of the most important thing. It's not what's happening, but what do we believe? What do you believe your beliefs determine your behavior. What you choose to imagine. For example, the Bible says your old self is dead. If you're seated thinking like you will in heaven, you believe, you know these feelings I have since I'm a Christian, I, oh, I feel hate. Wait a second. That old self with all of its corruption was crucified with Jesus. Those old lusts, that, that intimidation, hey, those are old garments. They're like filthy jackets. They're imposter syndromes. Those were cut off 10 years ago, but I still feel sometimes like they're there. No, Jesus died. I was crucified with Christ. I don't live that life anymore. I am putting off the old self because I am a new person in Jesus Christ. I may feel like I'm in a bad mood, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yes. See, that's what I believe. And that's the battle of life, what we believe. Real quick, I wanna go to Judges 6, and I wanna, I wanna look at a guy who went from wimp to warrior. His name was Gideon. By simply changing how he thought. This is an amazing story because in those days, Israel had come under captivity to the Midianites because of their disobedience to God. And these Midianite raiders would come and take and rob their fields. And, and so that's the story about this guy who is hiding all of the crops down in the wine cellar. And so picture him, he's going down in this basement, he's, he's, he's hiding, and all of a sudden this angel of the Lord appears. And it says, the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash, the Abiezrite. You ought to try saying that, Abiezrite. It's awesome. Anyhow, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press, a basement, to keep it from the Midianites. And when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me? My Lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Anybody ever asked that question? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? 
But now the Lord has abandoned us, given us into the hand of the Midianite. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me. I mean, you know, it's not that smart to keep disagreeing with God, but anyhow, pardon me, my Lord. Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my, I'm, I'm, I'm the least, I'm the runt of the litter, and our litter is the runt of the runts. You know, we're just nothing. But the Lord answered, I will be with you. How many know that's all you need to hear? Case dismissed, it's closed, it's done. I will be with you. And you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Now, I want you to see this, this man Gideon, because I think we can all relate to him. He was a prisoner of thoughts. He was caught in a victim mindset. He was, he, he was hopeless because he believed these lies. God's abandoned us. Can I tell you, if you want to know your future, you prophesy your future every day by what you tell yourself. All those people are horrible. Well, you're just prophesying how they're going to treat you tomorrow. Everything you say to yourself, you're declaring a belief. The Bible says you can have whatever you believe. <laughs> he, 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 his hopelessness was what he believed about the situation. Can I give you some good advice? Don't believe everything you're thinking. <laughs> Just sometimes when you have a thought, say, I don't believe that thought. Can I tell you who victorious people are? They doubt their doubts and they believe their beliefs. Well, I doubt God is good. Oh, I doubt that doubt. They, they don't let their mind shift back to fear because they know that's where the battle is. I love this story. Steve Backlund talks about one of my heroes, T.D. Jakes. And, and he is just such an awesome man of God. And, and T.D. talked about his time when he first started as a preacher, living up in New York State. He was as poor as a church mice. He couldn't just, he had to decide between groceries and the electric bill, the whole thing. And he lived in this really, really shabby house. All cracked. It was windows weren't, were broken, and he was just really depressed. And one day, T.D. Jakes gets up, and he's walking through his, his living room. The Lord speaks to him, and the Lord tells him this. The Lord says, your house is lying to you. <laughs> well, what do you mean, Lord, my house is lying to me? Your house is telling you you don't have a future. Your house is telling me, telling you you're a loser. You're going to be poor all your life. You see, your house is communicating a message to you today that's not your destiny. And if you keep listening to what you're seeing, you're gonna claim a future that I never intended for you. How many know your circumstances are lying to you today? Some of you are in a hard time and you're saying, it's always gonna be hard. I should just give up now. Some of you are in a tough time in your marriage and your marriage is saying, we're never getting through this but I'm telling you, they're lying to you because that's not your destiny. God says, I know my plans for you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. You say, well, I, I, like Midian, uh, you know, like Gideon said, he says, I'm the weakest of my tribe. No, 
God says, I know who you are. Before you were born, I formed you. I chose you. I called you. I ordained you to be mine. You are a person of a purpose. You are a person. The Spirit of the Lord has anointed you. You are called to do something no human being has ever done. You have a unique call and a unique purpose. And if you're still alive, God's not finished. He's got something for you greater than you've ever seen because he said the things that he did, he's gonna do greater things through your life. And your circumstances are lying to you right now, telling you that everything's going downhill. I love this verse, 2 Corinthians 4, 18. When I say, don't believe what you see, it says, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. How many know God's promises are eternal? The problem is temporary. You have a choice. You can look at your circumstances and say, all things work together for bad. Or you can say, wait, God is working for good. Everything, you'll see someone who ends up top. They see everything different. I love the story of this two shoe salesmen. They, went to, they were sent to the South Pacific Island to sell shoes. Two days later, the one writes back and says, hey, everybody's here barefooted. Nobody wears shoes. Bring me home. And the other wrote back and says, please send a whole ship of shoes. Nobody wears shoes over here. <laughs> How many know every, every situation is an opportunity or it is a dead end? It all depends on what you see. And God is at work to will and do of his good pleasure in your life today. Will you see it? Secondly, you can't be a success on the outside if you don't know you are on the inside. And I see this in Gideon. I tell, I tell people all the time, you can't fly like an eagle if you think you're a chicken, right? And, and if, you, if you believe the lie, I'm the weakest of my tribe. And I don't know what lie, God, what, what lie the devil's telling you, but I do know his number one target is your identity. Because who you believe, someone said there's two most important things, questions in life. Number one, who is Jesus? Who do you believe Jesus is? That's the number one question. The number two question is who do you believe you are? Because everything else comes after that. When you know that you're a child of God, you will stand up different. You will look at everything. You are a mighty warrior, God said. This is how you're known in heaven. On earth, you may be known as Mr. Chicken, but in heaven, you, every angel in heaven knows you as mighty warrior. I want, I want you to think about how does heaven know you? And you can read about it in God's word. You're more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ. The devil cannot defeat you if you won't submit your mind to his lies. The Bible teaches us that everyone who's born of God overcomes the world. I love this verse in John 14, 30. 
Jesus said, the prince of this world's coming. He says, I have, don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world was the devil, approaches, look at this, but he has no power over me. King James says he has nothing in me. He, he, can, he can come outside of me. He can, he can throw things at me. But he has no power if I don't give it to him. If I don't submit to his lies. So God changes Gideon's thinking. First, by giving him a word. Can I tell you, how do you change your life, you change your thinking. You rethink everything you thought. You know, you've heard this word repent, and unfortunately people think of it as a word of shame and some guy screaming at you, you're terrible, repent. You're no, the word repent, metanoia, means change the way you think. Stop living, believing the lies that you have grown up with. Think differently about everything. Bible says that you will be transformed if you renew your mind. The word transform, metamorphosis, means a butterfly, you know, coming out of a caterpillar. You will be changed in every part of your being. How do you do that? Let me give you another verse. John 8, 31, Jesus is talking to these people living under bondage, and they're saying, we're free, we're free. And Jesus says, no, whoever sins is a slave to sin. You don't know what freedom is. But then he says to the, them these words. Jesus says to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. Somebody help me here. And the truth shall make you free. And he says, here is the only way you'll ever be free. The word abide means continue, dwell, Make a lifestyle out of reading, learning God's holy word. Can I just tell you, I love that you're a church, but this isn't enough. You need to take the, the Bible, however you're gonna do it. Can I tell you, it's one thing when you hear me tell you what God's telling me. It's another thing when you read it and God tells you for yourself. When you begin every day of your life, I'm gonna know this word. When you begin, as Joshua 1.8 says, to meditate, which means to chew like a cow chews its cud, chew on it, chew on it, chew on it. Swallow it, spit it up, chew some more. <laughs> when you pour your mind and reorganize. Can I tell you how you become free? You have to deconstruct all kinds of thoughts. You need to take the big old, you know, that, that big old tool of, and that truck with a big ball of steel and you need to break down some mindsets. You need to say, no, that was a lie. That was a lie. You gotta deconstruct everything that came from a false narrative and then you need to reconstruct with what God says is true about you. And I, I call it going to the gym. You know, nobody would expect to be a professional athlete and, and succeed in sports without exercise. They wouldn't go around and say, oh, it's too bad I can't, you know, run those patterns. Too bad I can't make a basketball. No, they would go to the gym and they would work out 
And it, and it wouldn't be fun all the time. And it would be, it would be awesome and awful sometimes and laborious, but, but they understood. And I want you to know your mind is a gymnasium. And if you're not working on your thoughts every day, they're going down, friend. They're becoming flabby. <laughs> they're about to, to, to somehow derail you. But if you work on the gym, in the gymnasium of your mind and said, every day I'm gonna think about something true today. Every day I'm working. On my way to work, I'm declaring something pure. I'm declaring something right. I'm declaring something great. There's gonna become a day when you become a mental champion <laughs> and you're gonna rise up and the things that used to make you depressed, you're gonna put them under your feet. The things that used to keep you intimidated, you're gonna walk right through those walls because the word of God is gaining power in you. Now, let me say one more thing. It's not only a matter of rethinking. I believe it's, it's learning to hear God speak to your heart. This is huge. Gideon heard the Lord say it. Gideon, you're a mighty warrior. Now, I want you to understand there's something that God wants you not only to read or hear. He, he wants you to Listen in your heart and have revealed. The word know, it means to have the veil lifted off of your eyes. The Bible says every one of us is born with a veil over our heart. We're born with dirt-colored glasses. <laughs> we see through a glass that, that's not true, and we've seen ourselves through, through a distorted image of what people said about us. And it's not enough that we try to start thinking different. God wants to break into your life and he wants to speak to your heart. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing the word. And look at this verse, John 16, 13. Jesus says, I know you're gonna need some help on this, but when the spirit of truth, Holy Spirit, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Can I tell you the most transformational thing that will ever happen to you is when, after you've been in the Word, you sense the Holy Spirit speaking deep into your own personal heart, a revelation I said it this way, last service, you know, when I was little, I, I, I had a very low mindset and, and, you know, I didn't ever think I was enough. And my mama used to try to tell me, no, Dale, you're handsome, you're enough, you're enough. Never believed it. Then this gorgeous girl named Sharon Fox, then she told me, you're a catch. I started to believe a little bit. <laughs> but I still wasn't there. And one day in the desert outside of El Paso, for two hours, I'm worshiping, and the Holy Spirit of God falls on my life. And in that moment, I hear the Father say, Dale, you're my beloved. Nothing you could ever do will make me love you more. Nothing you could ever do will make me love you less. You are my son. And I just, I just began to hear the Holy Spirit and he took veils of inferiority and rejection off of my life. That day I began to be a mighty warrior. And I say this because the Holy Spirit wants to tell you who you are. 
It's going to be deep inside of you. In our, our lamb retreats and others, we have something called the skadoo. And that idea is take the lies that you believe and nail them to the cross. Never going to amount to anything. I reject that lie. And then ask God what he says about that. Ask Father what he thinks about you. The Bible says that God has given you the Spirit because it's by the Spirit you know that you're adopted. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people physically who've, who've been adopted by parents, but they never adopted their parents. Many of you have been adopted by Father God, but you've never adopted his opinion of you. You're still living out there. But when the Spirit comes on you, he cries, Abba, Daddy. He enlightens you to your true being. He wants to do that today. The last thing is that it's not enough just to, to hear it, to read it. You have to act on it. It's not enough to just say, I believe I'm a mighty man of God. I believe. No. God says, now go in the strength that you have and do something. Until you start taking steps of faith based on who God says you are, it doesn't become fully real. Gideon goes, he tears down the idol that his parents had in the living room. <laughs> Gets everybody mad. But he says, I'm gonna serve God. He starts acting like this mighty warrior. Calls these people together, gets 300 men. They go attack this army of 20,000. It's just, you know, he's got this cool idea with, we're gonna get a, a ram's horn. We're gonna get a pitcher and put a torch in it. And at midnight, we're gonna break the pitcher and blow the horn and say, the Lord is here and surprise him. And it worked. Can I tell you? You decide to believe the truth, you declare the truth, and then you demonstrate the truth. You begin to live. I, I, what I want you to know is today, if you wanna believe something different about you, good. Now, what are you gonna do that fits with what you say you believe? Well, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna start working on the gymnasium of my mind. I'm gonna start this afternoon. I'm gonna go memorize a scripture. I'm gonna start singing worship songs that declare greater is God in me. I'm gonna start acting bold. I'm going to work tomorrow as a missionary. I'm gonna begin to declare over my children, you are taught of the Lord, even though I haven't taught you very much, but now God's in me and I'm doing something different today. And when you put on your new self, you begin to have a new idea. And then the last one is you don't let yourself get distracted. What's crazy is when Gideon's coming back from this greatest victory, can you believe it? People start criticizing him. How many know when you do something great for God, somebody's gonna get mad at you? And he could have started saying, oh, why are you criticizing me? I'm a mighty one. I don't feel like a warrior now because you said but he said, no, no, I'm not gonna be distracted. I know who I'm called to be. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like me. You don't have to listen to me because my identity doesn't come from you. It comes from the Lord. Can I tell you what the devil knows? He can't possess you, but he can distract you. 
He's going to come this week. He's going to come knocking on your door with a bunch of trash. Hey, you ought to think, did you see that? You ought to think this. Oh, you know, and you're going to just say, I could get all caught up here. I could go off on these rabbit trails. I could get all discouraged today because bad news came and this happened. But guess what? I am not going to turn my attention. I'm going to focus on what God says is true. David said it this way. He says, the Lord sets a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I love that. You're right there. God could set the table, but he doesn't set it at church. He he goes right to the battlefield. He puts a table, and he sits down there. And all around you, there's voices. Hey, you're going to lose. Look at this. Hey, look at that. And you're going to say, I don't care about you enemies. I'm looking at Jesus. And you're not sitting at my table. My eyes are on Jesus. I'm just going to focus on Jesus. I'm going to live this week. Nothing's taking my eyes off Jesus. When I get up tomorrow, I'm thinking Jesus. When I go to bed tomorrow, I'm thinking Jesus. When it's going good, I'm thinking Jesus. When everything falls apart, I'm thinking Jesus today. Hallelujah. I want to pray for you. Would you stand in prayer? I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Today, I believe with all my heart that you are bringing freedom to mindsets, to rat traps that gotten a hold of us somewhere and you said that your truth would make us free that you said that we would be transformed by choosing to think a different way and I confess and declare over all of Hartford World people and everyone watching online they are becoming transformed people they are becoming top 1% thinkers They don't live under the mountain. They live on top of the mountain. They're not in their basement. They're standing on their roof today. And they're agreeing with God about the truth of his word. And I'm gonna ask you to do something. Maybe this would seem weird and you don't have to, but if you you want to, I wanna pray for your thoughts. And I invite you just to lay your hands on your head right now. I wanna pray for your mind. The Bible says, let the mind that was in Christ begin to be in you. It says, if you think according to the flesh, it's going to kill you. But if you let your thoughts be governed by the Holy Spirit, it's going to lead you to peace and to life. Father, I declare today that I let your mind be in me. I choose to set my mind on heaven's frequency, to quit partnering with this world, with lies, with the devil, with trash. I partner with Jesus. Whatever is true, whatever's right, whatever's noble, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is of good report, whatever is virtuous and worthy of praise, that's what I think about. Lord, I ask that you would show us where am I believing a lie? Where is a stronghold in my life today? Just let the Holy Spirit show you whatever it is, fear, impurity, lust, greed, inferiority, self-hatred, I don't know, depression, worry, anxiety. 
You're not going to just be okay with that. Your house is too beautiful. It was made for the Holy Spirit, the house of your mind. It's a beautiful house. It's glorious. I give my mind to God. Clean it up, Lord, right now. I throw out the old furniture. Wash it with the blood of Jesus. Purify it, Lord. Now I take to the cross all the old things. And whatever God's showing you, I want you just to see yourself nailing it to the cross of Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus took the certificate of debt that was against you and he nailed it to the cross. He took all of the, all of the sins and all of the impure ways of your life. He nailed it to the cross. Just in your own spirit, would you agree with Jesus right now? I nail fear to the cross. I nail blasphemy. I nail the abuse that I've been through to the cross. I, I nail disgrace. I nail shame. I nail inferiority. I nail my past and every label connected with it. Anger, prisoner, abuser, liar, cheater. I nail it to the cross. It is not any longer who I am. I receive your healing, Lord. Now, God, tell me who you think I am. Holy Spirit, what do you want to tell me right now? Now, just listen to your heart. He may just give you one word. He may give you a scripture verse. He may just give you peace. But I promise he'll tell you something. Holy Spirit, what do you want me to know right now? Might just say, I love you. I'm going to be with you. You're a mighty warrior. You're pure. You're innocent. You're a new person. You're strong. You have a hope. You have a future. You're healed. You're free. You're delivered. You have wisdom. You know what to do. You're brave. You're fearless. You're a missionary. You're a mighty woman. You're a general. You're on top. You're delivered. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now, if you just need God in your life, just ask him, God, I, I don't know if I'm where I should be, but, but I want to be. Forgive my sin. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. And he rose again so I could have eternal life. And I accept your free gift. And I give my heart and life to you. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says if you believe that you're saved, you can start your new life. 
And as we get ready to close, I'm going to ask our prayer teams to come to the front. And many, as we close today, I believe God would just use you coming to receive prayer. Someone laying hands on you and, and breaking a stronghold. If you're depressed today, if you're under great anxiety, especially if you're suicidal, or if in some way you're under a bondage to a mental stronghold, maybe it's pornography, maybe it's just hate, the Lord can set you free. He is able. He can take that mouse trap and crush it and break its power over you. And we'd like to pray for you in the name of Jesus. We're going to go out singing this song, Jesus. Lord, bless your people. Fill them with the Holy Spirit and give them victory in their thoughts this week. I ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Please come. If we can pray for you, we'd love to pray for you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Heart for the World Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that today's message has reignited your faith and inspired you in ways you might never have thought possible. We encourage you to visit our website at hftw.church and follow us on all social media. May God bless you and have a wonderful day.